and welcome back to Parched Car Convos. I'm Maddie Mitchell and I'm your host today and well always because this is quite frankly my podcast so who else would be hosting it? Um, I hope you're having a, a wonderful day, week, month, year. Um, that's just kind of how nice I am. I guess my kindness kind of knows no bounds when you really think about it. Before we even jump into this week's Past the Ox and Valley and Peak, we need to talk about what's happening presently in this very moment while I record this episode, which is the fact that a submarine has gone missing while looking at Titanic wreckage. If you have been living under a shipwreck, that was a bad joke, but I acknowledge it, so I'm exempt. If you've been living under a rock and you don't know what's going on right now, presently in this moment, um, there's like a submersible that this company OceanGate has. And it's, I guess there's like one of, this is one of like four submarines that can allegedly travel deep enough down to the ocean floor where the Titanic is, which is like 13,000 feet or something insane like that. And uh, it's very much experimental. Like they, they've only done it once or twice before, I think. But basically these people spent like a quarter of a million dollars to go on this. It, this is just... This is like, it's very, it's very much giving rich people going into space. You know what I mean? But now rich people going to the ocean floor, two things that you could legitimately not pay me enough money to do, by the way, feel like we have to get that out of the way. I it's, I'm kind of like the reverse of these people that are so filthy rich that they would spend their money to go into space or to go to the ocean floor where you could not pay me any amount of money to go to the ocean floor or go into space for what feels like obvious reasons you know what I mean like also okay also I'm claustrophobic and that plays a big part in both of those things like being trapped in a spaceship going into space hard no but being in a submarine is my actual version of hell I can't even fathom it and in case you don't know a lot about this um just literally look up any singular TikTok video and it will become your entire for you page which is what's been happening to me um but basically, this thing is so tiny, it can only fit five people, and there is five people on it. One of them actually, surprise, surprise, is friends with Jeff Bezos and went into space with Jeff Bezos when he did that, like, what, last summer? And um, now he's trapped in the submarine that they've lost contact with, and they only have 96 hours of air when they start the mission, and it's been at least a day and a half at this point. So their air supply is dwindling. And here's the kicker that got really got me because I just like kind of assume when I hear about things like this, that these people are smart, which was a crazy assumption for me to have made. If I'm speaking my truth, like I figured that there's so many like checks and balances and things that would go into doing something like this, that it would be almost impossible to not to mess up because obviously so many things can go wrong, but I would think there would be so many kind of like safety mechanisms and there just doesn't seem to be and I've seen videos of the inside of this thing and there's one singular button and it's being controlled by an xbox controller huh and you just thought yeah let me lock myself in this thing for days on the ocean floor which if you're not familiar with the ocean floor which honestly none of us are when you really think about it but there's so much pressure at the ocean floor which is why it's so hard for submarines to be able to get all the way down there because the deeper you get into into the the crust of the earth basically if you think about it it just is so um so pressurized that things kind of implode on themselves um if they can if they succumb to the pressure so absurd to me 
that anyone would think that this is a good idea like at all in any capacity um but these people did apparently and it's so it's like Jeff Bezos's friend and then there's the CEO of this company OceanGate and I think he's the one that's like controlling it or like he's the one that technically has the knowledge and then there's like a Pakistani billionaire and his son who's only 19 and then there's um a British billionaire Hamish Harding or something some really British sounding name and maybe one other person did I say five people there's five people in it it's just so tiny on the inside too like spending spending any amount of time in that much space with that many people I would lose my mind but this was the real kicker for me it is legitimately bolted from the outside shut so even if this thing floats up to the top of the water they can't get out. Um, you're fully insane. You are fully insane. Why would anyone agree to this? I don't, I don't even understand. And I think I have little sympathy. Wait, I obviously it's horrible. This is horrible, but it's not like this was like a research mission really. And that like has gone wrong. This is just like rich people wanting to go to the ocean floor, which is like, okay, Come on. I mean, what are you thinking is the best case scenario here? You see the ocean floor. You just want to be able to say you did it. And the fact that it's for the Titanic too, the parallels I can't get over because the Titanic, the people that took the Titanic were all about being rich and being like, oh, look what I can do. I'm going to ride the Titanic and look how that ended. And now it's all these rich people that are like, I'm going to go look at the Titanic. And it's like, well, okay. Like, what's best case scenario? You get to tell people that you saw the Titanic? That's just, like, not even something I would feel proud of. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, what, are you going to use it in, like, two truths and a lie in your freshman history class? Like, what what is the point of this? What's the end goal? I just think we've kind of gone too far. That was a really badly timed pun that I, I don't... I don't like, but it's just insane. It's, it's fully insane. And I also saw, um, a reporter from CBS five months ago went to go in this submersible cause they were like doing a story on this company, Ocean Gate and like learning more about it and blah, blah, blah. And he, I think he only made it 37 feet down before there was mechanical problems and they had to come back up to the top. You mean to tell me that in five months they've somehow worked out the kinks and, and they're suddenly all cleared to go all the way down to the ocean floor and by the way this is not regulated at all so there there hasn't been any like um any type of like government regulation agency that signed off on this and said that this is safe at all so like again kind of what do you think was going to happen but that's just crazy and I've been keeping up with that and it's wow it's just it's just fascinating stuff um drop a comment below if you would go in a submarine to go see the Titanic I wouldn't but I've made that abundantly clear at this point. Anyways, let's get into this week's Pass the Ox song of the week. For me personally, which it's going to be obviously, is um, Noah Khan came out with an extension to his most recent album, Stick Season. And there's a couple songs on there that I have just been absolutely just jamming to. I hate the use of the word jamming there. Not good enough. And I take it back. Um, Dial Drunk fabulous fabulous song that one we had seen snippets to before he came out with the album that's a really good song I've actually been listening to it while running which is funny because I wouldn't have thought that Noah Khan really has any songs that I would want to listen to while running 
I take it back because that's a great, great song. Very, very sad and very depressing and kind of dark when you really think about it. But if you let yourself not think about it too much, it's a very fun song. And then his other song that I'm obsessed with from this album is You're Gonna Go Far, which is a song that I'm fully convinced he wrote for me. And I honestly can't be convinced of anything otherwise, unfortunately. So that's kind of where I'm at. I've been listening to those two songs in particular on repeat, but all of the songs from the the deluxe version, I think it is, um, are so good, just so good. So if you haven't checked that out or listened to Noah Khan, you definitely, definitely should. And let's jump into the peak and valley of the week. For me personally, what has my peak been? Um, I started doing Pilates. Did I talk about this last week? I just forget what I, I just talk so much that I forget who I've said these things to. I started going to Pilates and I've been eat, pray, loving it so much. And, um, it's such a good workout. Not sure if you guys have ever been, but there's basically two kinds of Pilates. So there's like mat Pilates, which is just like on a yoga mat and you're just doing all these kinds of poses and, planks and all this this fun stuff but I I've been going to reformer Pilates which is on this big very scary looking machine with all these like moving platforms and springs and ropes and stuff and it's very unnecessarily confusing and kind of complex but I feel like I've kind of gotten the hang of at least the machine at this point and it's just a really it's a good workout and I just feel every time I leave there I feel so um like I really have accomplished something and I also feel like I need to lay down for several business days and both are true because normalize having two things be true at the same time. I think that's so important. So that's been a peak for me because I feel like I, I just like having something just like a new hobby. It's a new hobby and I love that. And then my Valley, what has my Valley been? Um, probably to speak my truth. I hate to say it again because I know I said this one last week. I hate this weather. It's been so weird and cold and cloudy. And if the sun comes out, it's only for like an hour a day. And I'm just like not into it. And I'm a person that's like very, very affected by weather, unfortunately. Um, really trying to to change that because that would be a game changer for me. But I just hate it. It's been so just kind of dreary is the word I would use. And when it's not even, even when it's not warm and sunny out, it's like humid, which is miserable. So it's like, you're getting all the worst parts of the weather combined into one. Um, on that note, <laughs> let's, let's jump into this week's episode, which is titled my inevitable demise. And here's the thing about this. I don't know how to explain it at all. This is just something that I've kind of been, it's been an ongoing list on my phone for years. And I, again, I don't even know how to explain it. So hopefully you'll catch on as I jump into it. But it's basically little tiny things about myself that I could see causing my inevitable demise. Okay. I think I should just jump right into this instead of trying to explain myself and just talk in circles. And hopefully you'll get it. We're starting off strong with something that has been an insecurity of mine for a while to speak my truth. And it says sushi and rather the not liking of it, which is so true. I I really, okay, I don't like fish. I'm not a big seafood girly, but in recent years, I've been forcing myself against my will to eat fish because I want, I like, I love the idea of fish, right? I love being seen with fish. <laughs> that was 
what's that from the outer banks is from the outer banks that wasn't just I don't love being seen with fish I take that back if you don't get that anyways um I live in Massachusetts I live in New England like that's there's so much seafood because I I live close to the beach so there's like in the summer it's all about lobster rolls and it's all about you know fried shrimp and haddock and all of this stuff and I I want to like it because it's kind like it it's my vibe aesthetically me and eating fish goes really well together but in practice unfortunately it doesn't happen especially sushi like sushi is such a trendy little bitch ass food that I want to just be eating up all the time because like I I do self-identify as like a girl who likes sushi but but in reality I just hate it so much and I think it's a lot of it is a texture thing for me recently I've gotten over the texture of shrimp and shrimp is a tricky one to kind of get past, but I have gotten past it and now I love shrimp. So we're like on the right track here, I think. And I also, there's just like whenever, whenever I have like a, like a hunk of fish, like a loaf of fish, if you will, disgusting and foul. I'm sorry for putting that image in your head. But whenever I have like a, like a filet, a filet, not a filet of fish from McDonald's, but like a, you know, a piece of insert fish name here. I always seem to get a piece that just tastes like the ocean floor. Like it tastes like maybe the submersible grabbed a haddock on its way back up to the surface and they gave it to me and it just tastes like ocean. And again, something that I should in a weird way like, big ocean girl, but I just hate it so much. And I've tried so hard to get past it. And every time I just fail, but I've, I know that I can, I know I can get past this. And let me tell you why, because there are so many foods that I have tricked myself into liking over the years, tomatoes for one. And you know what? I stand by the fact that like tomatoes don't need to be on everything. Like, I don't really think they're adding much to a burger or to a, um, what else do you put tomatoes on? That's like, like a salad. If I have a salad and there's tomatoes on it, chances are tomatoes are the thing I'm, I'm not going to eat. Because it's just like, what's it bringing to the table? And also tomatoes are really only good when they're good. Do you know what I mean? Like I love a nice, like my dad grows tomatoes in the summer and those taste amazing because they're, you know, quite literally farm to table and they're fresh and they're juicy. And when they're in season, they're beautiful and perfect, but unfortunately they're not always in season. And when they're not, they make me want to gag to speak my truth. But does that stop me? Unfortunately not, because I've just kind of like learned to get over not liking tomatoes. And I think that's a really big part of just growing up in general is getting over not liking tomatoes. Does that make sense? It does. And then the other thing that I I used to not like blueberries. And it's another thing because so many blueberries are just sour because they're so tiny and they didn't get a chance to ripen. So they taste sour and gross or they're like over ripened and they're mushy and gross. And I have learned to like blueberries again. It's like, I'm not saying I'm the bravest person in the world, but there's little evidence to support that I'm not kind of, you know what I mean? Uh, so I think I can, I'm learning me and fish. We're learning and we're getting there. Um, I also ate crab dip, which I will, I will hand it to you. 95% cheese. So how could you not like it? It was good. I love crab rangoon. Again, that's like 97% cheese. Loved it. Loved every second of it. But 
I think I just, I just need to try more fish. And, and so the thing with sushi, sorry, I got so off topic, but it doesn't matter because this is my podcast. So who's going to stop me? Um, the thing with sushi is there's so many different textures that I think that kind of freaks me out because I tried it once before. I've tried it a few times because I really try to convince myself, no, I love this. So like I should order it and I should eat it. And there was, um, the seaweed also that's, that it's wrapped in most of the time is, uh, that scares me too. That's just a, another texture added to the mix that I'm not loving. I like rice. So I like this, I like the sushi and rice, but that's, I mean the rice in sushi. Um, but that's pretty much it for me. So jury's out, but I do think basically to circle back to how this could cause my inevitable demise. I hate to think that I will be in a circumstance someday. And someone will be like, oh my God, we should all go out to, it's picture me and a bunch of cool people. Okay. That's kind of the vibe that we're going for me and a bunch of cool people. And they're like, you know what? Why don't we all go out to dinner tonight right now? Okay. And I'm like, oh my God, yes, let's go out to dinner. And they're like, let's go get sushi. What am I going to do? You bet your ass I'm shoving that sushi roll in my mouth so aggressively with the force of a thousand wins. Is that the saying? Can't be. Can't be at all. But that's what I'm doing because I would rather die than have people know that I don't like sushi, which is, you know, counterintuitive since I'm telling you all right now. But it's just, it's the principle of the thing. You either are a sushi girl or you're not. And I am at my core a sushi girl. There, I said it. Okay. Number two, not watching SpongeBob as a kid. I think it's very obvious who was allowed to watch SpongeBob as a kid and who wasn't. And I just wasn't. I just wasn't that girl. Um, and I do think I I get it. In hindsight, my mom hated SpongeBob because his voice was annoying and he the way that he laughed is annoying. And I believe that to be true at this point in time in my life. But when I was a child and I wanted to watch SpongeBob and my mother wouldn't let me, that I thought was going to be it for us. Like I was so upset beside myself because it was kind of like the cool show to watch I feel like because it was so controversial and divisive (laughs) you know that you know that Nickelodeon show that's so controversial and divisive but it was kind of like a widely known thing that some that was a show that some people's parents didn't let them watch I feel like so it became like a oh you're either cool and you you do watch it and you know the inside jokes, the inside SpongeBob jokes, or you don't. And I was always the girl that didn't. Okay. And I don't want to say I was ostracized from a very young age because of that, but little evidence to support that I wasn't bullied. And in fact, there's so much evidence to support that I was bullied, i.e. having this impeccable sense of humor and lovely self-deprecating style of coping with emotions. Anyways, what was I saying? I'm I'm so all over the place today and I apologize for that. Oh, here's the kicker. My mom let my brother watch SpongeBob. My brother was born six years after me and so he was unfortunately allowed to watch SpongeBob whilst I wasn't. So I was able to kind of pick up on little things here and there. Like I obviously know all the characters' names and I know like the basic premise of the show and like what a Krabby Patty is, but that's pretty much it. And even to this day, sometimes people will reference SpongeBob and I'm like, wow, that's just like, it couldn't be me. And so I do think that that will catch up to me at some point and could cause my inevitable demise. Next up, this is a hard one for me to even admit, okay? Pronouncing the word crayon as crayon. And I don't even have much to say on this. I just, that's how I said it. And so many people would ridicule me for this. 
And I just, for actually for a long time, I couldn't hear the difference because you say it so fast. No one says like crayon. No one says that, right? (laughs) I'm like, right? You guys don't say that, do you? But for real, no one says it like so enunciated. So I think that that's what made it hard. And it's also when you think about it, and this has always kind of pissed me off because who uses crayons the most? Children. Children don't know how to say shit. So why would you name it such a difficult name? Crayon? I'm an adult and I can barely pronounce it. So like, why would you, you could have just named it like a a color wax stick. A, a wax stick that co- that is color, a rainbow wax stick. Would that have been so hard? Yeah, it would have been because that's that's a mouthful. But you could have come up with something more. Like where does the word crayon develop from? I have no idea. And I think I just said crayon and I don't even care. And I'm really glad that I don't have to use that word in my everyday vocabulary. But that is something that I could see potentially causing my inevitable demise at one point or another because that's embarrassing. Number four, we have my road rage. Now, I've often said that I don't have road rage, but I'm from Massachusetts, so I drive with passion. That's how I that's how I typically describe it. But in recent weeks, I've come to realize a few things about myself. In the state of Massachusetts, when I am here, I have just a tremendous amount of road rage. I didn't for the two months where I was down south, I didn't I didn't rage on the road. And literally it's like it seeped into my pores as I crossed over state lines and now I have it so much like honestly worse than I've ever had it before I just have in what it comes down to realistically is just having little to no tolerance for stupidity ever at all in general and that's kind of like an overarching theme in my life that I've been struggling with for years and honestly for years to come too if I could see into the future a little bit but I just can't deal with people being stupid. And in Massachusetts, in, in New England probably specifically, there there's this very unique thing where they will, Massachusetts drivers will gaslight you into thinking that you did something wrong, which is crazy. You know how crazy it is to be gaslit while you're sitting there in your Mazda and you're like, what the, f-? because someone will cut you off and then you get mad, but then they get mad back at you. And it makes you think like, oh shit, did I do something wrong? And it's like, no, Maddie, you attended driver's ed. You know that you had the right of way there. They're the ones that did something wrong, but you wouldn't know it because they can't take accountability for their actions, which is also probably represented somewhere in my DNA, but I fail to acknowledge that in any in any capacity. Um, yeah, my road rage. And here's the other thing. I'm not stupid at my core. At my core, I'm not stupid about a lot of things. And there's some things that I am stupid about, but I, that's not what we're talking about right now, actually. So don't even bring that up. What I am talking about is I'm not stupid in the sense that like, I'm not going to like freak out and, you know, lay on my horn and like flip off some big scary man in a big scary pickup truck because that would be to a degree asking for it just like a little bit, you know what I mean? And I don't want to do that in any situation ever, but there was one time where my road rage did get the best of me. But it was at someone who was driving a cube car, which is like inherently non-threatening, I feel like, and kind of silly um, to speak my truth and to to speak my peace. But I, this guy cut me off in a cube car and I had my windows rolled down and he had his windows rolled down. And so I took the opportunity upon myself to yell something vile and foul and offensive at him, 
which of course so eloquently put were the words your car is ugly and it did not go over well and he did follow me for quite a bit after that but we lived to tell the tale and I think that that's so important to remind ourselves of but um yeah so I'm not stupid about it but I do think sometimes it just kind of like overtakes my body in a way that I'm not prepared for and I'm just like well this is just like I'm not really an angry person I wouldn't say but when it comes to being on the road, I I have little to no say over what's happening physiologically within myself. Um, so that definitely could come at a price one day. I could see that happening. Next up, we have using Apple Music. I think I've been very open and honest and transparent with you guys about the fact that I do, in fact, use Apple Music. And that's something I've kind of struggled with amongst myself for years And mostly in the winter when, you know, Spotify wrapped comes out in December and everyone is just posting on their Instagram stories and you just feel so, you being me, of course, you feel so left out and again, ostracized is kind of like a common theme for this episode. You just feel like, oh my God, why am I not cool enough to have Spotify wrapped? And here's the thing, I don't have Spotify because when Apple Music first came out, we were in like high school. We, all of us were, (laughs) all of us collectively were in high school. I was in high school and it was like free for like six months or something like that. And so I like signed up for the free trial and then it just kind of like added to my family plan somehow. And I just asked literally no questions for years. Now I do, I do pay for myself and it's connected to my account, but it's like at this point, there's too much damage done on Apple music. Like all of my playlists are there. All of my music, what am I going to do? how am I gonna, that would be so time consuming. And also free app idea. Someone should come up with like a Apple to Spotify converter app where you can like log in to your Apple account and have it automatically download everything onto Spotify so that you can seamlessly make a transition like that. Because until that happens, I don't see myself jumping over to Spotify and it's just kind of sad and pathetic. And I, and listen, at least I'm a big enough person to acknowledge that. But yeah, I I do think that that could work against me at some point in time. Um, Next is this very, this is kind of another controversial divisive topic. And I, I made a TikTok about this recently because I was just looking to feel validated and less alone as we all are, right? Um, I'm a person who gets their nails done frequently. I always have my nails done. I feel naked without them. And it, that also comes back to something else that could cause my inevitable demise, which is having baby hands. And I don't mean to say, I know that hearing someone say something like that is borderline nauseating because it's like, ew, like, why are you comparing yourself to a baby? Like, stop acting like you're so little and petite. And oh my God, you're a little baby. No, I have massive feet. So what I lack in hands, I make up for it in feet. I have these tiny little baby hands. Like they're actually they're really small. And also when I don't have nails on them, they look truly like a five-year-old's hands. Like I, I'm not exaggerating at all. So when I have nails on, at least they look like, you know, I'm, I'm a grown up, which is important to me. So I get my nails done frequently and I always get tips on my nails. So they're pretty, they're not, they're honestly not even that long. I just have really short nail beds, but again, besides the point, maybe that'll cause my inevitable demise too. Having short nail beds, normalize it. But I, so I have longer nails, right? And I also eat a lot of avocado. I love avocado, especially 
ever since I went um, dairy-free, I've been loving avocado because it just adds a certain extra flavor to things that is like similar to cheese. And I don't mean to say avocado tastes like cheese, but it just adds like a richness. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I've been loving avocados recently. And I frequently eat avocado toast and that, in case you're unfamiliar with how the mechanics of eating avocado toast works, um, you use your hands to eat it. And the thing with that is it's very easy for avocado to get on your hands. And that's no big deal, right? Because we can wipe it off and we can wash our hands and that's fine. And most people would then just kind of like go about their daily lives, but not me, not me, because what happens is so horrible and foul and disgusting and gross that avocado can actually get wedged under nails, like your long nails. And the crazy thing about it is it, it kind of like goes undercover and it makes itself not known to the naked eye and to the naked hand for so long. And don't get me wrong. I wash my fucking hands. Like I feel like I can't stress that enough when having this conversation because I don't want people to think I'm like some gross, grimy gremlin. I don't identify as a triple G, a gross, grimy gremlin but it just kind of hides out under there. And it, like I said, wedged is really the best word to use here because it does get so wedged up there that soap and water isn't going to wipe it off. You know what I mean? You really need to kind of dig it out. It's like a you have to perform a full-on extraction procedure and it's just disgusting. And I could so see myself getting caught up in a moment where I'm thriving and then all of a sudden someone notices I have freaking avocado under my nails and then they spit on me because they're like, you're disgusting, grimy gremlin, grimy gross gremlin. What did I say? Gross grimy gremlin? Who's to say? I can't be held responsible for things that I said literally 30 seconds ago. Anyways, I hate that. And I, I, I think that we should, again, I don't want to normalize it. I just think we should bring awareness to it. We should spread awareness to having avocado under your nails. And it's just something we need to get in the habit of checking for. And by we, absolutely wholeheartedly just speaking about myself. Thank you so much for noticing that. Okay, next up on my things that could cause an inevitable demise, a guy named Kyle. I think we can kind of all agree with this, right? Men named Kyle are, I think, hands down, the most volatile group in our society, and I, and I don't really have much else to say. You know how they, they, ha- they used to do, there was that trend that was like um, the starter pack trend. And it'd be like the granola girl starter pack or whatever. And someone did a Kyle starter pack and it was like monster energy drinks. I don't remember what else was in it, but like the name Kyle to me is like synonymous with a monster energy drink and like maybe skateboarding and like having long hair and like only existing in the year 2012 but those they're just so I think we should have laws regulating Kyle's and and I again I can't really elaborate because this is one of those things where you either get it or you don't and unfortunately if you don't get it there's no way I could like talk myself out of this one so we just kind of all have to accept it and be like okay maybe she knows what she's talking about and move on if you understand what I'm talking about please let me know because I need to kind of not feel alone in this vulnerable moment I'm experiencing right now. Um, Okay, next up, this one is admittedly kind of another we're kind of asking for it situation. Um, And it's thinking that all cars will stop for me always. And, you know, as I say it, I'm like, okay, yeah, I see you and I hear you. And this is another situation where I would like to assert myself as being not a stupid bitch all the time. Because 
I don't just like walk out in front of busy roads and assume that everyone's going to stop for me. I'm talking more in like a parking lot type situation where there's cars passing and there's like a crosswalk and I'm walking on the crosswalk or hey, maybe I'm jaywalking. That's literally none of your business. And why did you ask that? In that situation, when cars are like naturally going pretty slow because we're in a parking lot, I do assume that most people will stop for me because quite frankly, it is the law. It is the law. And second of all, I think they don't want to deal with that. They don't want to deal with hitting me with their car. And and that makes sense. Who does? And so in that moment, I'm just kind of like, it. you're just going to stop. 100% you're going to stop. And if you don't, and I like kind of start to cross the street and you don't stop for me, that is another type of road rage that will, again, just kind of exude from my pores. And I will decide to be a heinous, foul, rude, not even rude because you almost hit me with your car, you stupid bitch. Sorry. Do you see what I mean? Where did that come from? But I will, and that's more vulnerable because I'm not even in a car at that point in time. So like I have no defense mechanism except just my words and my words are my weapon. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I do think generally speaking, most cars will stop for me and I get that and I hear what's wrong with that sentence and I'm probably not going to do much to change it. I'm so sorry. Uh, next up, we have never having seen a Marvel movie. Now, this actually goes kind of deeper. I've never seen a Marvel movie. I've never seen any superhero movie at all, ever, and little to no interest in it, unfortunately. I've never seen a Harry Potter movie or read the Harry Potter. I think I read a few Harry Potter books when I was really little, but I don't remember. And I I do have, I definitely have more interest in Harry Potter because I think that aligns better with who I am as a person. Um, Star Wars, Star Trek, no, no, it's a no for me. It's just not happening. And again, this is like, it's kind of like when you know, when you find yourself in a certain group of people and they have that one thing in common and you just don't have that thing in common with them. And you're like, this is like, or maybe, Hey, here's another possibility. Maybe I'm just a person with social anxiety that spirals over everything. And it's so important to remember that that option is literally always on the table for us. But I am like, Oh my God, I hate when I can't relate to people oh my God, did I write that in my notes app for my next therapy session? Which by the way, isn't going to be for months. Did I tell you guys this? I don't think I did. I had therapy this morning and she was like, okay, um, just a reminder, I'm going away for weeks and weeks. And here's the thing, as she should, she definitely deserves a break. I love that for her, but that means, you know, that means uh, this is going to become my form of therapy, unfortunately for all of us. Anyways, um, I hate when people all are talking about like a common thing and I don't know anything about that thing. And I'm just kind of like, <laughs> and you just kind of like pretend like you a know what they're talking about and B care what they're talking about. Um, I just hate finding myself in conversations like that. And so many people are so obsessed with the Marvel movies and star Wars and star Trek and superheroes in general. And it's like, I just wish I, could relate in any way shape or form but unfortunately I can't and I also can't bring myself to just like watch them to understand what people are talking about because they hold legitimately no interest with me at all so it's kind of a double-edged sword there um which sucks but it's just kind of something I've accepted I also not to be a broken record made a TikTok about this the other day because this was pissing me off so much I forget I think I was watching someone's podcast and they were they were doing this and it was pissing me off when someone says like oh, I went to this place. And then the other person is like, oh, I've never been there. 
And then the, the first person is like, oh my God, you've never been there? Come on. Like, come on. Or, or same thing. I feel like people probably do this over Marvel movies. It's like, oh, like the newest, I don't even, I don't even know what they're called. I'm not going to pretend either. That's the thing. I'm not, I'm not faking it anymore. Okay. Say someone's like, oh, the newest Marvel movie just came out. And you're like, oh, I have never seen a Marvel movie. You've never seen a, it's like, no. And here's the thing. I didn't fucking stutter. You heard me the first time. I'm not reiterating it. And it's just like, not that interesting that I haven't fucking been to Banff and I haven't I actually now I'm upset because I want to go to Banff so bad but anyways it's not that interesting that I haven't watched a Marvel movie and it's just kind of like a fact and it's not really that jaw-dropping and shocking or at least it shouldn't be unless okay there are exceptions to this if it is something that is like so clearly like I think there was wasn't there an episode of The Bachelor like years ago where someone said she'd never had pasta or was that a different show? And they were like, what are you talking about? Like that is shocking. If it's like a very much a universal experience, sure. But if it's like a niche place in the world or like a niche restaurant or even like people of different tastes in movies, not every single person on the face of the planet has seen the Marvel movies despite what they want us to believe. And it's so important that we stay strong, I think. Um, I really got lost on a tangent on that one. Next up, I have... I think this one's honestly most likely to cause my inevitable demise, which is being the world's most high maintenance sleeper. Now, here's the thing. This is a tangent I went on recently, I think to my family, because I think a lot of people would assume that I'm a high maintenance person and I'm not. I'm really not. And I think me having to say that probably makes that sentence not true, but oh well, I'm really not that high maintenance. When it comes to sleeping, I am I don't think I could literally get any more high maintenance if I tried. I am the most high maintenance sleeper and there's nothing I can do about it because if I don't do any one of these things, I'm kind of fucked. And I'm also a person who like really, really needs sleep. That's the other thing that's so unfortunate. And that, again, that could be something that causes my my downfall. Needing to have at least eight hours of sleep. Like I'm not one of those people that can function. And this used to happen all the time in college because I used to, God, don't even get me fucking started, but you did now. Thanks for that. I used to live in this dorm my junior year that was right below the girls field hockey team. And they were the loudest sons of bitches I could ever even fathom. Just dancing all the time, loud music, dancing, straight up jumping up and down on the floor. It was aggressive. It was unnecessary. And it was constant, actually constant. And I couldn't sleep. And I would be a miserable wench the next day because I would have gotten no sleep. And so let me walk you through my very elaborate nighttime routine that is essential for me to have any form of high quality, good night sleep. I start my night, right? with recently I've been having a peppermint tea before bed. Those words coming out of my mouth, I want you to know I hear you and I see you and I know that that is just obnoxious and kind of pretentious for some reason. I have peppermint tea every night, okay? Um, I obviously go and I do like an entire 12-step skincare routine that that part probably is like the least essential because if I'm really, really tired, I'll just wash my face and put on moisturizer. Like I can be, I can be low maintenance when it comes to that. So that's fine. I have to have some form of sleep aid 
sleep aided drug. Okay. I have to either be taking like a Unisom or a Advil PM or a melatonin gummy or something. I'm, I'm definitely medicated while sleeping. And when I say medicated, I don't mean like scary medicated. I mean, I, I buy a bottle from Target that is literally entitled nighttime sleep aid and it claims to be non-habit forming, but I've seen little to no evidence to support that, unfortunately. So I, I take some form of that. Okay. I also have to take um, a probiotic. Otherwise I will just be all kinds of fucked up and, and no one wants that. Then what happens is, you know, face fully moisturized. Usually I'll have some type of hair oil in my hair to, you know, make it stronger and better and look so pretty. And I have that in my hair. And then what I do is I absolutely lather my lips in aquaphor. And I mean like an unhealthy, ungodly amount. Like there's absolutely no need for me to have that much aquaphor on my lips. Right. And I rest my head on a pillow, but wait, it has to be a pillow with a silk pillowcase, which is ridiculous, pretentious, obnoxious. Thank you so much for acknowledging that we can move on. It has, it just has to be. And then I also have a contoured eye mask on while I sleep, which blocks out legitimately any single tiny ray of light. So it is pitch black to my eyes. Okay. So then what happens is I have a, well, first of all, it has to be freezing cold in this room. Like it has to be fucking frigid because I like to be cozy and warm. And in order for me to enjoy being cozy and warm, I have to have the room that is a is like the temperature of an ice block. So the room is freezing. Okay. And then I have this fuzzy blanket that is the only thing touching my body. Do you know what I mean? Also, I'm wearing a matching pajama set. Like I'm the worst fully, fully. I can acknowledge that. Okay. I have this fuzzy queen size blanket. It's giant. And that kind of like wraps me and my body up into what you could kind of equate to a burrito because I'm a child. And then I have, you know, sheet comfort or whatever. And then on top of that, this is only sometimes, but to have my best night's sleep in a dream world, my weighted blanket will be on top of me. This is something I can live without. I didn't take it with me when I went away for two months. So I did live without it. And now it's been really hot, obviously, because it's summer. Um, so I haven't been sleeping with that on because it's a lot to have a fuzzy blanket, a sheet, a comforter, and um, a weighted blanket. So I get that. And, and that's something I can live without. The thing that I absolutely cannot live without is my fan. My fan is cranking. It's at the highest volume it could possibly be at. And here's the thing. It's not just like, oh, it's like a cute little, like there's white noise in the background. I want that thing to sound like a rocket ship taking off into space. I want other people to be alarmed by how loud that is. I need that. That is absolutely essential and critical to me getting any qual any type of, of good night's sleep. And here's something stupid. This is why Remember, if you listened to two episodes ago when I recapped my life and I said that I had to go stay in a hotel because my next door neighbor asked me to come over. And I, <laughs> when I went and stayed at a hotel, I had to, I was so afraid of my next door neighbor that I like packed everything and I sprinted out to my car because I was afraid I was going to see him and then I left. You have to imagine me walking into a hotel with my duffel bag full of, you know, clothes and everything my silk pillowcase, my fuzzy blanket, and then a fucking giant ass box fan in my hand. 
I look like I'm there for a week and I don't care. I wouldn't have it any other way. On my drive home, when I stayed in Pennsylvania for a night at this hotel, I didn't bring the fan into the room with me because I just like didn't have enough hands and I didn't feel like making another trip. And I was like, whatever, I'll just leave the fan in the car. Cause it's a hassle when, especially cause at that point, all of my shit was in my car. My car was legitimately filled to the brim and it was, it was just so unnecessary and difficult to maneuver the fan out of the car and then have to put it back in the car the next day. And everything was so kind of like meticulously placed in the car. So I was like, whatever. So I didn't bring my fan up to the room. And then, um, I, (laughs) I was like, whatever, there's an AC in the room. And that was like making sound, like it was emitting some form of white noise. And I could not sleep at all because the AC would turn on for like, 10 minutes and then turn on and then turn off and then turn on and then turn off. And so it was not consistent. I was miserable. I had my phone and I downloaded every single white noise app that is available in the app store. I had my AirPods in that are also noise canceling to like try and create some fake box fan effect. It didn't work at all. And I know what you're thinking. Why don't you just go out to your car and get it? Um, because it was dark and scary out there. What am I going to do? go out there in the dark at a hotel by myself in the middle of Pennsylvania mountains? No, absolutely not. Um, And that's honestly a preposterous question for you to ask. So yeah, I could see me having a very extensive and very high maintenance sleep routine causing my demise at some point in time, but who couldn't? Um, This one's another inevitable one. Never taking an elevator. We started this episode off by talking about how claustrophobic I am. I hate elevators and I will do just about anything to avoid them. Although I will say I have made some strides. I've made some progress in this area um, recently because uh, the Airbnb I stayed at in Charleston was on like the eighth floor of this building and it just wasn't justifiable for me to be taking the stairs all the time. But also it was honestly a, a luxury apartment building and it had like the world's nicest elevator. So I felt very safe in them. And that was, that was huge because it was just like a good, it was a good, nice elevator. Most elevators are scary to me and they just like look like they haven't been inspected in far too long. And those ones are like a hard no for me, especially don't even get me started. I hate parking garages too. And again, that kind of is like, if you're in parking garages all the time, I think you might be the bravest among us. And I don't take that lightly. Like, I think you are so brave, but an elevator in a parking garage is the biggest, fattest hell no for me. There's no shot in hell. I'm taking the stairs every single time. Um, one of my best friends lives in New York city and she lives on the sixth floor of her building. And every time I go visit her, I am taking the stairs. I take the stairs up. I take the stairs down. Unfortunately for me, she is moving and she will be on like the 24th floor now. Um, so that's going to be, uh, that's going to be a tough one for me to grapple with because I will have to take that elevator. I can't justify that, but it's just, I just hate elevators and I hate, It just induces so much panic like instantaneously that I will do anything to avoid it. And, but again, that could, that could be my downfall at some point. And here, I think this is the last, this isn't the last one. It's the last one where that falls under the category. "Mm, You're kind of asking for it. And that's listening to true crime podcast by myself in the woods. 
because that feels so ironic that it's almost like it has to happen. You know what I mean? It literally has to happen. And I hate that. So it's, I stopped doing this actually. I stopped listening to true crime podcasts before I went and traveled by myself just because I know, I know myself and I know my, um, anxiety and paranoia plus true crime is like really a recipe for disaster. And so I said to myself, I'm not going to listen to true crime. It was like a couple weeks before I left. And then the whole time I was away, I didn't listen to like my true crime podcast that I always listen to. I, I went through a big time period where I was watching criminal minds all the time because I would watch it when I would do the treadmill every day, because that's such a good show to watch when you're working out life hack, because it's, it just like really holds your attention. So you don't realize that you're working out. You know what I mean? Cause it's so intense and you have to be paying attention cause it's like a mystery and it just like really locks you in. But I was watching that for like months and months and months and it was just really not good for my sanity. And I'm just like so affected by what I watch, which I've previously stated the only things that I really watch ever are things that will make me laugh or things that will make me happy. I am like incapable of watching things that make me feel other emotions because I just like can't. I just like physically cannot. And so the fact that I listen to so much true crime is actually kind of shocking, but I used to listen to it all the time on walks in the woods by myself with my noise canceling AirPods in which feels like an unnecessary layer to that. Um, but it was, it was definitely scary at times because I would just be whipping my head around constantly. Like, Oh my God, what's there? Cause in my ear I'd be like, and then she was pulled in deeper into the woods and slaughtered. And I'm like, Oh, I'm pretty deep in the woods now. So I'm not loving that. Uh, but I did stop doing that. So this, this one I can kind of check off the list now. Uh, next up we have being an iPad kid. I am the world's worst iPad kid. I love my iPad. I got an iPad a few years ago. And I remember when I got it, I was kind of like, oh, I don't really know if I'll use it that much. I, I really just got it to watch things on um, because I was like bringing my laptop, like I had my laptop propped up, like playing Netflix or doing whatever. And it was just like kind of annoying having like a, a lap. This is, I sound annoying just talking about this, but you know what I mean? Like laptops are bigger and bulkier. And I was like, oh, an iPad would be nice. And I got an iPad and I, use it every single day without fail. I use it way more than I use my laptop and I really only use it to watch things. But as you know, something about me is I need to have background noise for everything I do. Always. I can never be trusted alone with my thoughts. And I'm not a person that can really like listen to music or podcasts. I also need to have something like it has to be a show or a video or something has to be on. And I'm like never really paying attention to it, but I just always need it there present going while I am doing literally anything. So being an iPad child definitely could be a detriment of mine um, in the near future. And that's just like kind of the price you pay for being an iPad kid. Next, we have uh, paying with cash. For me, this is like kind of twofold. One, cash isn't real. I think we all kind of know this. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but you know what I mean? When you have cash, it doesn't feel like it's real money. I hope people understand what I'm saying. I think this is like a kind of a widely known phenomenon that it's like, if it's not coming out of your bank account, you you feel like it's it's just kind of like free money that you get to use that's like kind of fake. So that's definitely something that could be to my detriment. Not that I ever have cash, but recently I had cash and I paid with cash because I was getting bagels for my family and my dad was paying and he he just gave me some cash to pay for it. And the thing is, I like forget how to use cash. Do you know what I mean? I not 
not in the sense that I like forget like what a five dollar bill is like that's absurd like I know what a nickel is and a dime like I I'm good I'm well versed in that but I (laughs) I think the total was like 19 something and I had two 20s in my hand and it took me like I because to me there's nothing worse than when someone's like oh it's whatever like five dollars and you hand them like a five and a one because you're just like not really thinking about it or you don't have enough time to process how much they asked for and then they like awkwardly hand you back the one because they just don't need it and so the total was like 19 dollars, and I had two 20s and it like took me way too long to like just hand her 120 and that was just like kind of embarrassing and I was like yeah this like I just like cash is so hard like sometimes it just requires too much thinking and wow that actually does sound like what could be the downfall of like the human race to speak my truth but it's probably just me so it it really won't be all right last one we have this one is so important that I really preface this big okay I have thinking that wild animals love me no (laughs) maybe it's because I'm an earth sign who's to say I love wild animals. I love them so much. And the preface here that is so important is I, when it comes to wild animals, I am not a dumb bitch. Okay. And that needs to be said because a lot of people are stupid when it comes to wild animals. And I need you to know that that's not me. Okay. I respect the fact that wild animals are just that wild and they're not domesticated and whenever we see wild animals nine times out of ten we are in their territory and therefore we have to respect them not the other way around and also they're fucking animals they're unpredictable because they're wild animals I am not stupid I'm not gonna like approach a grizzly bear and like try and give it a hug or like scratch its back but (laughs) I just assume all wild animals love me and that's just kind of a fact in my head. If you might recall when I was in North Carolina, I went to this wildlife reserve by myself and I just drove around for hours. Luckily I was in a car and I found two black bears. I found uh two gigantic alligators, lots of um lots of wildlife and wildlife that are genuinely like apex predators and the thing about me is I was like vibing with them in my head in my head we were friends kind of like at one point this bear fully ran towards my car and I was like he just wants to say hi like he's just vibing and I I actually had pulled my car up on the side of the road next probably six feet from a a black bear and for close to an hour I spent trying to lure him out of the woods so I could take his picture And I did that in the most responsible and smart way possible and no regrets. Although he didn't take the bait and he did not come out to say hi, unfortunately. But like in my mind, I'm like, it doesn't matter because that bear loves me and we're friends and I have no qualms about it. And in South Carolina too, I saw an alligator and I was getting really close to take his picture. And I'm like, it's fine. Like, it's just fine because I I can communicate with them. I basically think that I am Eliza Thornberry, but not in a stupid way. And I think that last part is so important. Like there's wild horses on the beach in the Outer Banks where I go to. And so many people are so stupid and ignorant. And ignorant is really the word I want to use there because there's literally signs up everywhere telling you what not to do. And they try and feed them like fucking bananas and go up and pet them. And these are 
like massive, massive Spanish Mustangs. These are not little ponies. These are huge ass fucking horses that could obliterate you. And people get caught doing all these like horrible things all the time. And I'm not like, I'm not that kind of stupid. And I just feel like it's really important that I say that. That being said, I was on a walk recently where I saw a coyote with a fish in its mouth, which is, that's absurd. Is that not kind of absurd? And I was just kind of like, we were just staring at each other so intensely. And I was like, wow, it's so nice that I'm best friends with this coyote right now. It kind of reminds me of that TikTok audio that's like, we're best friends. And it's like, uh, yeah, I'm definitely your best friend. Like, that's how I feel about all the wild animals I see. But in particular, ones that are at the top of the food chain. I don't know. I just feel so connected to them. Is that, am I a narcissist? No. And here's the thing. Here's the other thing is there's been a black bear uh, spotted like a lot around where I live. And every time I go for a walk in the woods, I hope and pray that I see this black bear. And in my mind, I'm like, I would be the best person to come across this black bear in the wild because like I am so equipped to deal with it because like I've seen the black bears. I've been up close and personal with them. Like I get them like no one else does. And that is grade A delusion. But I think being able to admit that is kind of step one. So I think I'm headed in the right direction to speak my truth. Um, that's it. That's all I have for my inevitable demise. I'm sure that I will add to this list continuously over time because I have been for years when things just kind of come to me. But if you have something that you think would cause your demise, I kind of need to know what it is because chances are same. Uh, so definitely message me about that at parkedcarconvos.pod on Instagram. Make sure you're following the podcast on Instagram and you can always DM me about any topic you want me to talk about, any episode idea you might have. Make sure you're following me on TikTok because that's where I post the most. That's where I'm constantly overstaying my welcome at mad underscore Mitch. It's linked in the show notes. And if you have the time or the brain power or the emotional capacity, I would be so honored and blessed if you could subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen to and give it a rating or a review. Or now on Spotify, you can leave little comments and questions and things like that. And that's really fun. Um, but yeah, it would be that'd be so nice of you. That would be the kindest thing you could possibly do. I hope you have an amazing day and I will see you guys next week.